Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, who's continuing his personal road trip to yeah, Kansas yeah. City. <laughs> my, my third straight conversation with you that takes place away from Tempe, but the first one that is not in the same place. Well, you're not in the same place. Uh, but yes, in, in KC today for the Chiefs game tomorrow, but then back home, back back to my home base after that. Well, we're going to get into ASU football at the bye week and, and preview ASU basketball. We'd be remiss, though, if we did not mention that uh, Doc Benet's South Point Lancers are in the Open Division final, yeah. the inaugural and yep. potentially only ever Open Division tournament for football. Uh, the Lancers are a four seed and the only representative from Southern Arizona. Yes, they are. Yeah, and one of one of two from four A, so R will be in the other. Um, you know, the four seed kind of on the surface. You know, they were two in every ranking uh, since these started around midseason. They were two, 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 and then they dropped to four after winning seventy six nothing last night. But obviously, the strength of opponent probably hurt them in the uh, computer rankings because that was an zero and ten team. Um, uh, but. In the grand scheme, maybe not the worst thing. I mean, who, look, these, these are eight really good teams. That's how they got there. You're not you're not going to get a rollover opponent. But they get Pinnacle in the first game. And, you know, of all the teams to get, Pinnacle might be the best team to get because their starting quarterback had to, you know, retire from football a week ago because of a heart defect they found. And, you know, he was supposed to go to Michigan. Um, made some news this week, you know, Michigan Michigan's said they would still honor scholarship. his scholarship, which is cool, you know, uh, but... But, uh, I mean, you know, from a competitive standpoint, uh, you know, look, I, I feel bad for the kid. It, it sucks. Um, you know, and I read the story before I knew that they'd be playing Cowboy. But, you know, seeing that, I'm thinking, well, I mean, of all the draws you're going to get, I'd, I'd rather get them than Hamilton. Hamilton's playing really well. They just about beat Chandler last night. Um, Hamilton plays Centennial in a first-round game, which is, I mean, if you, if you want to, you know, get – uh, you know the good thing about this open division it's a game like that uh, you know to see those two teams play they wouldn't have been in the same bracket the centennials 5a um now we're getting to see these teams that actually square off a little bit mm-hmm. and uh you know the the run continues for the lancers who remained unbeaten uh as you said yeah. with a yeah. 76 nothing victory it's yeah, it was uh, easy last night yeah 49 nothing at the end of the first quarter it's going to be a, a real test now for the next three games or however many they get. However many there are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it was a couple easy ones to finish with Foothills and, and then Vista Grande. And, and now, it, uh, you know, you get, a, you get an off week. Um, everybody gets one. And, and then in, uh, you know, two weeks from, from yesterday, 13 days from now, we'll see. Um, they get a home game. Now, if they win, they'd likely be coming up to the Phoenix area for the semis. But... Chaparral Chandler in the one eight game is, is certainly interesting. Chaparral has played really well since uh, they they got their quarterback back. The kid going to Ohio State next year, and they've been pretty good. And so that's another game that like you know you look at one eight, think well, Chaparral peaked at the end, and and uh, Chandler's really good too. Obviously, that's why they're the number one seed. But uh, I mean, I don't follow Arizona high school football like you know in tremendously dedicated fashion, but I will say this is exciting. You know, to see these matchups and think, okay, you know, it's a whole lot more exciting than last year when the brackets came out and you pretty much knew who was going to win all three before they started. And all three of those teams did end up win. Um, now it's there's some legitimate suspense to what's going to happen. Yeah. 
Well, let's pivot now and talk about the Sun Devils. They're on their second off week of the season. Yeah. They are 5-3, and three, coming off of back-to-back disappointing road losses. One where yeah. the offense didn't show up and one where the defense didn't show up. Yeah, well, and the offense only showed up in the fourth quarter when the, when the game was pretty much decided. But they return home a week from today to take on the Trojans, and then at Oregon State, home to Oregon, home to Arizona to round out the year. Three and one will get them to the acceptable level of eight and four that we discussed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eight, eight wins would be an improvement from last year. And I think at this stage where the program is, that's what you want. You, you know, you want to say you got better from year to year. Um, and, you know, it comes down to how many how many games you win. I mean, you can do all the calculations of statistics and all this stuff, but, you know, can you win more games than you won last year? Well, we won seven last year. You know, it's, it's there to win three of those last four. I don't think that's a huge reach to think that can be done. But, boy, you have to play better than you did last week. Again, the Utah game, I'm willing to write that off a little bit because they're a really good team. Bad weather on the road. Okay, everyone had said how great last... we are. Exactly, exactly. You know, but but um, last week was was an eye opener. I mean, you know, neither of us saw the game because a we were gone and b it was on Pac-12 Network. Um, but to to watch the score progress and and you know go from seven seven to fourteen seven to twenty one seven to twenty eight seven to thirty five seven. Like what what is going on? I mean, what what happened to the team that? You know, always was in every game. Even the Utah game was, you know, 14-3 midway through the fourth quarter. We played really poorly offensively, but but we still had a shot. And then that was the first time really under Herm that we've played a game that it felt like, you know, after three quarters was totally out of reach. Um, and so it was very uncharacteristic for, you know, the year and a half that he's been the coach here. Yeah. Um, the USC game is going to be a, a TV broadcast game on – Saturday afternoon, yes. so that'll be ESPN family of networks. Yeah, so that'll be exciting. Yeah, uh, I would. Yeah. As, I would Third assume time we're on broadcast TV. I would assume that there's a chance three of our last four could make it because Oregon State won't, but Oregon and yeah. the rivalry game and Arizona should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you'd think Oregon is going to be on there, especially you know if they keep winning today's today's big one for them um if they win that one the, the road is fairly clear for them to you know get to 11 and 1 and go to that pac 12 title game with a with a chance depending on what other teams do to you know still be in the playoff mix maybe same for utah possibly um but yeah you would think so and certainly the arizona game should be again we've talked about that based on the fact they moved it to saturday for tv options you would hope that that means it's going to be on a uh, you know, actual network, not Pac-12, but who knows? If you were handicapping the the rest of the way, the final third of the season, yeah, do you think we do better than 500 right now? I mean, I, if I had to, if I had to bet, I'd say two and two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I think I think we lose to Oregon because I think Oregon is is you know one of the two best teams in the conference. Uh, Utah being the other, and we saw what happened with Utah. Uh, now it's at home, so a little bit different scenario, but still, uh, you know. And ultimately, do I feel confident we can win the other three? If you'd asked me a week ago, I probably said yes. But after the giant egg laid last Saturday, 
no. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, 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 how can you feel too confident based on recent events? Yeah, it's one of those where it feels like any game is losable now. Because oh, of, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, when you UCLA. when you lose to UCLA the way you lost, not only losing but losing in just you know get beat down fashion. Uh, that you know, and and look, I mean, Oregon State is not great, but they're better. They're better than they've been. They've won a couple of conference games already, both on the road. You know, they've shown some some pop. Um, and, and you know, none of the home games are easy. I mean, Arizona, is, you know, probably looks the worst of the three as far as you know quality of, of opponent, but. We know from over the years that the Arizona game is never a given. Um, you know, it's just it's one of those. You know, it's cliche, but rivalry game. We've been the better team on multiple occasions and not won that game. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've had games where we've been down at the right. end of the fourth or at the end of the third right. and had no right. business winning, including last year, and exactly. came back yeah. because yeah. it's a rivalry game. Came back to win. Yeah, I mean, weird things happen in that game. The better team doesn't always win um you know and, and in the 15 or so years since we started college i can think of you know four or five right off the top of my head where the better team didn't win I mean, last year you could probably argue was one i mean you know overall team wise i think those teams are pretty even but certainly based on the way the game played out for the first three quarters we were not the better team and somehow we came back to win that game mm-hmm mm-hmm I agree. So we'll see. But I mean, you know, the, the USC game is an interesting one because SC has at times this year looked really good and at other times this year not. And, and it's, it's mostly been home away. If you, you know, if you look at it, they've, they've looked pretty good at home and on the road. Eh. Um, so you'd hope that, you know, if that trend continues that we can take advantage of that. But boy, you know, I mean, the way they pass the ball, and we've seen our struggles against good passing games, um, and their receivers are good. I mean, Vaughn's and Pittman and St. Brown, and it's it's you know it's a good group. It's the best group we've seen all year. Uh, that's that's a little bit worrisome. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. I'm sure specifically, you know, <laughs> Later next, this, week. this this week. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, it starts there, obviously. Uh, you know, uh, again, no, I don't feel. I mean, to answer your question. No, I'd say two and two is probably at, at best. I feel like hopefully, hopefully that happens. What do you What do you think? You thinking the same? Yeah, I think that we'll lose to Oregon. Yeah, and at that point, I'd like to think that we can win two out of the other three, uh, and I think we, you know, perhaps should win the mm-hmm. Arizona game and the Oregon State mm-hmm. game out of hand and the USC game is more of a toss up, but I, you know, as we've labored through at length, I, I'm worried about any late season trip to Oregon. State oh yeah. And yeah. I, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I, you know, my, my big fear is we started five and one. Mm-hmm. We've been a part of other teams in recent history that quickly yes, got to have. five wins Mm-hmm. And then never got to six. Never got to six. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't think that happens. Uh, I mean, I, I would be really, really, really disappointed if that, you know, because that team, you know, it had, like, when that team was five and one in, what was that, 2016, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering right, um, that was a team whose, you know, defense showed a lot of holes. 
before that. I mean, you know, we, we got to five and one, but that was the year we beat Texas Tech and gave up, you know, 55 points. We beat Cal, gave up 40 plus. Uh, I mean, the, the, that was not sustainable. And it proved that it wasn't. Um, this team, you know, didn't look that way. And I think they're better coached. I, I think so, at least. Um, and, and so that would be really disappointing. I mean, to me, it all comes back to what was that UCLA game? Was the UCLA game just, you know, Doug Haller has pointed out, and maybe he's right, that we have a lot of guy, players and coaches from, you know, the Southern California area. And did we just go up there without really the focus we needed? And, you know, guys just going up there kind of, you know, uh, to, you know, return home to see family and they weren't focused. If that's all it was, okay. Or was it a sign of, you know, things starting to crumble? And, and you know, because it really, it just was an abnormal result. I mean, it just, it stands out as the one, you know, sore thumb of this year to just go up and no-show, basically. Yeah. A, a game that I think everyone was pretty confident going in. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe too confident. You know, maybe there was a little bit too much of, ah, UCLA stinks. Uh, you know, we're going to go up there and put on a show for our family and friends and eh, no big deal. And, and, you know, they came out and hit us and we didn't, we didn't respond. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe it's, I, you know, we talked about it last Saturday as we were fighting off, you know, our eyes closing, um, that, you know, this HBO show and everybody was, you know, patting us on the back and boy, this program looks amazing. And since then it's been, you know, two poor performances and, and maybe we need a wake up call. Maybe Utah wasn't enough of a wake up call. Um, it, this one should be, I mean, if, if this is a team that needed a, a smack in the mouth to kind of refocus, well, that was it. So we'll, we'll find out, you know, starting a week from now, if that was the case. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk now about the next team that's coming up, which is the basketball yeah. team. Yes, whose first game is before we play another football game. Sneaking up on me here a little bit. Yeah, so in a in a master stroke of Pac-12 thought, ASU is traveling to China to take yep. on Colorado in sure, a non-conference sure. game that assures that one of your teams, in the top half at least of the preseason projections for their conference, is going uh-huh. to lose a non-conference game Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Buffaloes were the number two team in the preseason media poll. ASU was sixth. They were the highest ranked team not to receive a first place vote. Uh, To run through quickly Oregon, Colorado, Washington, Arizona, USC, ASU, Oregon State, UCLA, Utah, Stanford, Washington State, and Cal to round out. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised that Colorado was picked that high. I mean, you know. Uh, they were good last year, and I know what they get is that McKinley Wright, the the guard for them, is you know was really good. Um, but you know, given the fanfare about Arizona's recruiting class and certainly Washington, now you know I think did you say Washington was picked third? Am I remembering that right? Washington was third. Oregon was first, yeah. So I mean, I, I was a little bit surprised that Colorado was picked that highly, but I, I, admittedly, I haven't, I haven't, you know studied their roster enough to say that it just more you know kind of you know reading the headlines about washington and arizona's recruiting classes i'm surprised they were projected ahead of them yeah so colorado returns tyler bay as a a junior guard but six seven mckinley wright as you pointed out and also lucas seward uh they're six ten effectively their center yeah Um, 
Well, and they're a well-coached team. I mean, that guy was a Tad Boyle, if I'm, yeah. if I'm remembering the name correctly. Um, he, you know, he's he's always done well there. So, I mean, I think he's been there since they got to the Pac-12, or at least shortly after. Um, and they've had some pretty good teams. I know they won the conference tournament a few years back, got in the tournament as a result. You know, they're, they're one of those programs that, you know, never seems like they're in, you know, Final Four contention. But you can't, you know, they're never bad either. Like, you know, since he's been there, they're they're always good enough to beat you and good enough to, you know, win, you know, somewhere 18, 22 games, be in the mix for the tournament several years, you know, out of out of the time he's been there, sometimes made it. Uh, so, you know, a, a good, solid program and a weird, you know, weird to start your year with a non-conference conference game. And especially start your year with a road trip where you leave, you know, six days ahead of the game because you're, you know, playing God knows how many miles away. Um, but this is Larry Scott's dream is to, you know, uh, bring the Pac-12 to China because I guess, you know, they've they've accomplished enough domination in the U.S. that, you know, that, that it's like, let's let's take it to China for the next frontier. Yeah, find a whole other country where people can't see their games. Right, right. Sarcasm yeah. very much attended there, you know, since the Pac-12 has really slipped behind, I would say, the other major conferences. Uh, and even, you know, in basketball, you know, with some of the other middle-tier conferences, I'm not sure they're ahead of those yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, national attention. But, you know, whatever. That's what King Larry wants and what King Larry wants he gets, apparently. So, um you know, it, look, I'm, I'm ready to see this team play. And I'm not going to put a ton of stock in this game, to be honest with you. I mean, it's, first of all, it's the first game. Secondly, just a bizarre scenario to, you know, again, long road trip. You're going to be doing other things. It's not just a, you know, basketball trip necessarily. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do. But what we see on Friday night, I don't know how much it's going to be reflective of the whole season. Yeah, this is for whatever it's worth. Uh, one of only two times we play Colorado this year because uh, Utah right. and Colorado out are our uh, miss on the road. Is that the road miss? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember. Yeah, so they do. They come to Tempe. Yeah, they come to Tempe in mid January. Okay, okay. Tickets so we'll as low as nine dollars. The there you go. According right. to right. ESPN.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see. It was uh, interesting, you know, when we were at the Alabama game, and I showed you the Howler tweet about, you know, they had several, you know, several guys injured, and and I think you said, you know, I want to know who those guys are because if it was Kamani Lawrence and Tayshawn Cherry, we've got something to be concerned about. Well, it turned out to be both of them uh, from the reports that came out, so that's a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like we always have this. Uh, like I told you when we were sitting there. You know, like every year we, we start the year with, with guys banged up. Like, are we just a victim of bad luck or are we doing something wrong? Yeah, well, there was that uh, story that they had mentioned uh, over the summer that Hurley considered sitting Remy Martin out of practice just to keep right. him healthy. And right. it, it appears that maybe he he should maybe just should practice everyone less hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's knee-jerk fan reaction to, you know, say something. But but at the same time, it's, it is a repeated pattern, you know, under under Hurley that every year it seems like we go into the year with, you know, one, two, three guys that are injured. It's like, what, 
what's going on? Why is that the case? Uh, you know, I mean, it's basketball, not football. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, having full contact or anything like that. So why is this happening? I'm not sure, but we'll, uh, we'll see, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to see what this team does. A lot of hype about this Alonzo Verge kid. So, yeah. you know, excited to see what he does, I mean, you know, probably more than anybody else, just of the, of the new guys, especially. Yeah, so your your JUCO transfers, who all of them at some point this offseason have been talked about as being immediate contributors, yeah. are yeah. Verge, the junior guard from Chicago, and then the forwards, Andre Allen and Khalid Thomas, also both juniors. It's going to be interesting for me to see if they really just are going to try to put Verge right into the Dort role. Because uh, that kind of well, it sounds, sure seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of sounds like that's the plan. Is they're going to go with yeah. Edwards, or I'm sorry, Martin and Verge. Yeah, uh, and you know they're drawing comparisons to the three guard lineup right. from you know two years ago. Yeah, but it's uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. The other piece, and to me, maybe the most interesting thing to look for in game one is. What happens and what does the rotation look like when you pull your big man? Because we right. only have we've only got the one this year. It it seems right. very clear that Romello White's the only guy who we are treating as a center. He he's six yeah. eight. He's not the tallest on the team. He's not you know, but he is the expected biggest presence. Big man. The, yeah, you know? yeah, without a doubt. I mean, uh, you know, now now I know Andre Allen is is you know big enough to it seems have a have a role but who know i mean yeah, juco I mean, kids are always tough to project alan, you know? alan and thomas are both six nine cherry yeah. is six eight jalen graham the freshman from uh was it mountain view right right i think so yeah is or he's mountain point, or mountain the, point yeah that's right one of the many mountain schools in arizona but, I, I can't remember which one but yeah. you know he's six nine lawrence and mitchell are both uh six eight and six seven and White's only six eight, but right, it, it, right. everyone else who I listed feels like they're a Cody Justice style six seven perimeter six, eight. type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can you can win that way in college basketball. Teams have done it. Um, I mean, you can win that way in the NBA. We've we've seen teams, you know, play small ball lineups. I mean, certainly the Warriors are the one that you think of. Draymond Green playing center, and he's nobody's idea of a traditional center. Um, but you got to be really good to do that you know i mean you 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 got to have really good guard play and you got to be able to rebound with you know with those guys who aren't traditional bigs um you got to be able to be good enough offensively to take teams out of their lineups with their own big man you know can you can you punish teams by running and gunning by moving you know getting big men and pick and rolls things like that and make them change what they do uh, you know so that's the uncertainty for me, you know, and I'm, I'm with you. Is you know, how do you? Because uh, Romello White is now playing 40 minutes a game. Um, he's just he's not, um, you know, and he's going to have foul trouble. He always does, and so you've got to have some alternatives in place for the times he's not in the game. Yeah, uh, you know, Romello White is a very good college big. Sure, sure, and and he does what we need him to do now. The one concern I have is can you know can he do any more? I mean, last, so right. I, I pulled up his game logs from last year. He played thirty three minutes against Texas Southern, 
32 minutes against Arizona, 34 minutes yeah. against Washington, and and 33 minutes in the thir- all in the 30s in the Pac-12 yeah. tournament in the opening round game. But he yeah. never he never eclipsed 35 minutes in any game. Um, you know, you're going to need between seven and 14 minutes. Yeah. Of non Romello White time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, and, and some games where you might need more than that, because um, you know, a couple couple cheap fouls early, and all of a sudden he's on the bench for the whole first half. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's going to be an interesting team. I mean, last year's team felt like they had better size, but and you know they didn't. I mean, they didn't really have a great backup. Daquan Lake, you know, was was a nice player and, and did some good things, um, but the the role that Cheatham played. Is, is the one that you know, and that we've talked about this before in the off season. Is how do you replace that? Because Cheatham was good enough that you know he could guard bigs, he could rebound with bigs, um, and you know. So you don't know who's the guy that takes that role. Is it Tayshawn Cherry? Is he good enough to do it? Is it Kamani Lawrence? Is it this Khalid Thomas kid who's you know supposed to be pretty good? Um, is it a combination of all of them? You know, that's that's one of the big questions for me, and uh, you know I agree with you. One of the one of the things that will define this season is how we how we handle size and and our relative lack of it. One of the things that because Cherry was who I was going to suggest to, and, and and I don't think that it would be fair to put on him, you know, the same expectations as a grad student, you know, Correct. senior yeah, player I agree. I agree. with what Cheatham did. But Cherry showed some things last year in terms of. A willingness to mix it up, a willingness to get on the floor, to do the dirty work down low, um, and, and quite honestly, being a little bit of a hothead that, was, that makes was, it yeah. seem like he's the right guy for this role. Got you know, into some trouble he, a couple times, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if he can, uh, if he can harness that, you know, emotion and avoid the negatives from it, and you know, bring the positives, then yeah, I think he could be, and he's a good shooter. Uh, I mean, we saw him get hot last year at times. I mean, he certainly brings a different element than Cheatham. Cheatham was, uh, you know, Cheatham got his points by, you know, rebounds, scored on fast breaks. I mean, Cherry's a guy you can you can give him the ball outside the arc and he can make a three. Um, uh, you know, so I, I think this team, you'd expect them to be, you know, and I, people have said it and I, I kind of agree, much more like two years ago than last year. Last year's team, their weakness was three-point shooting. This year's team, it feels like, is is going to put up a lot of threes and and have the ability to, you know, have several guys who can make them. Yeah. And I wonder, we haven't really seen it with White. I, I honestly don't know if he's attempted one in his career, but but I right. wonder, is the next – he has he has not made a three in his career. I don't know if he's attempted no. one, but okay. is the next yeah. move for him to develop the – Ike Diagu, keep you honest, trailer three. You it know, just, just I mean, from the top of the key yeah, at the end. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you said it in terms of, of minutes, and but I think it's also true just in terms of production is, you know, can he be more than what he's been? He's good. Can he take a step forward to being very good? You know, can he be an all conference type of player? Um you know, he, he came in with that fanfare in a way, um, and he set out his first year, and, you know, he's been very solid. But he hasn't, you know, he hasn't taken that next step, and, and hopefully he will. I mean, this, this, you know, maybe this is the year that he goes from, you know, yeah, he's okay, 
two every night, he's a force. That would be a huge benefit for this team if he can do that. Yeah. I think you know what to expect with Remy Martin on both sides of the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You feel good having a, you know, a returning point guard. I mean, it's sort of like having a returning starting quarterback. It just, you know, just makes you feel a little bit more comfortable about everything. Somebody can put the ball in their hands and say, okay, you know, we, we trust you. We trust you to make the right play, make the right decision. And, you know, he's not perfect. No one is. I mean, he has some times where he makes, you know, bonehead plays or whatever. But overall, yeah, I, I feel pretty good with him at the helm. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, the, the last guy who I had that I felt like we should talk about, and there's a lot of other interesting people, Lawrence Mitchell, who, we ha- who I am happy to get into, but we're not on my key <laughs> list of players, uh, gotcha. but is uh, Rob Edwards. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, he is an interesting test case for more time in the system. Because he had games last season where he could carry the team and his free throw percentage was outstanding. He was the one who you wanted the ball in his hands if we were up trying to ice the lead. Mm -hmm. But then there were games where he would get frigid from the field. (laughs) And that was, you know, his... I I think uh, uh, it's fair to say that that was his entire NCAA tournament. He shot... you know, the game I remember the most is, is the last game, uh, you know, when the whole team was that way. But him especially, it was it was as though he wasn't seeing the rim well because they weren't close. Like, he wasn't just missing him. He was he was really missing him. I mean, he, he ended the Buffalo game with six points in 36 yeah. minutes. Yeah. You know, his combined tournament, he had 15 points across two games. You know, they're going to need more from Rob Edwards this year than than what he ended with. Now, I'm hopeful, you know, you mentioned, you know, just having another year under your belt. But also, you know, we go back to the conversation we had about guys injured. He was injured at the start of last year. He had back problems. He he missed time early. And then it took him a while to kind of get back in the flow of things. And and so that's another thing, not only just being a second year on the team, but – you know, seemingly, at least so far, not wood, healthy and having, you know, gone through more reps, practices, you know, games early in the year. I'm hopeful that makes a difference, too. Yeah. And one thing to say about Edwards is he was on the floor when he was healthy. He was playing. He was not. He was. He was you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's just that's kind of been, you know, again, that injury thing. I mean, Kamani Lawrence's first year was affected by an injury. Uh, and last year he was better. Now he started out the year like gangbusters last year and then kind of kind of tailed as the year went along. Um, but he was healthy going into the year. And Edwards was the same way. You know, it's like it, you kind of have to take take it with a grain of salt that, boy, if you, if you miss, you know, preseason and you miss the early season games, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough kind of coming back. Both of them did. Both of them had to kind of pick it up um, midway through, and it, you know they had their moments. You know Edwards had some Edwards had some nice moments in that Kansas game. You and I were at. You know he made a big shot. He made the free throws at the end, um, but it was inconsistent. And yeah, I mean you know I guess that's that's gosh you could probably say that about every college team you know that you talk about except for the national champions. If if everybody could just be more consistent, what could we be? Now it's a huge if. 
Um, there's talent on this team. We just we just need guys to kind of harness it a little bit better. Yeah. When Edwards had that stretch, uh, the the road win against I'm, I'm looking at his game log. The road win against Utah, where he scored 28 points. Yeah. And then he backed that up with the home win against Stanford, where he he dumped in 16, uh, and, and was you know helping on the boards and with assists in that Stanford yeah. win. He had yeah. five rebounds, um, and that's part of why I think he stays on the floor because in that St. John's game he was one of six from the field, but he grabbed eight rebounds. Yeah, you know? sure. sure, and yeah. and that's yeah. one of the things that I've noticed with the Hurley coach teams is at least the last year, everyone flies to the hoop. It's, it's why yes. Cherry had those aggression fouls, but, True. you know, it's better Which that like. than the alternative. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the Utah win and the, and the Stanford game, and, it, you know, got me thinking, you know, the biggest thing for this team, because it, it's just been this way, you know, and this is a ways off, but getting into conference play and, We've we've been really pretty solid in November and December of the last two years. Then we get into conference play and we've kind of tapered and we've let you know, we've lost games we shouldn't lose. But then once you know, I remember the Utah win, and that's what made me think of it. That was a game that I didn't think we'd win and we go up there and win. Uh, you know, so it, it's just it's it's again, go back to that word I just used, consistency. You know, can you can you be consistent? Can you, you know, take the good success of early season if there is, and I mean, I don't know for sure that there's going to be, but if there is, and keep that going, uh, we haven't proven so far in the last two years we can do that. Yeah, I think that um, the conference is supposed to be better. I don't, yeah. I don't know what exactly that means because we're we're not good last year. So <laughs> no, it was. It's hard to be much worse than what last year's conference was. It was a rough go, uh, but if I'm remembering right, Oregon won the conference tournament, got in, and then one other team got in, right? Didn't Washington? I think Washington did, and we and we got in the first four. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it, we ended up getting three, but there was there was talk up till you know the last week that maybe only one would get in. Uh, you know, now the the uh, you know the results weren't bad in the tournament. I think Washington won their first game, Oregon. Oregon got to the Sweet 16, didn't they? Yeah. Um, you know, they, they kind of rode that magical run for a bit. But, yeah, it was a rough year at the conference, and, and it should be better. I mean, uh, you know, again, you've got – Arizona's got some highly touted recruits. Washington does, too. Obviously, you know, you you said it. Oregon and Colorado projected 1-2, and so they're, they're expected to be pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it will improve. Will it, you know, will it improve enough to, you know, make it feel like – 2008-9 all over again? Probably not. I mean, that was, that was uh, you know, our, our last couple years here and the years right after, that was that was some really good basketball in the Pac-10 at that time. Um, it's it's just not what it was, and some of that's due to UCLA's faltering and things like that. But, uh, you know, it should get better, and that's, that's important for everybody. And certainly, you know, if ASU wants to continue to raise its profile, you want the conference to be better, too. Yeah, I I will say this: if we finish this conference season twelve and six, I am comfortable that we will make the tournament. Because I, think I would this... think so. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny you say that because you know, gosh, out of out of context, you say twelve and six. Hey, well, geez, you, you know, here you just talked about how they weren't very good in conference twelve and six. It just felt like you know, 
Oh, you should have been better than 12 and six last year because of what we did in the, you know, prior to conference season. And again, the fact the conference was so down, I mean, on paper, 12 and six sounds pretty good. It didn't feel that good last year. Yeah. Well, not therein lies the problem. Yes. Yes. You know, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, 12 and six this year would probably feel much better than last year because I, I think the, you know, the depth, certainly, you know, the, the good teams at the top, are going to be better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll be around to talk through all of that and uh, obviously to carry you through the rest of football season. Yep, yep. In, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. <laughs>